0: Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, December 27, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? More of the same, the market is in melt-up, grind-up, holiday type of tape mode. That being said, we're coming into the close of the year. That will happen this Friday. will be the last trading day of 2023. We'll be back in uniform, ready to go with brand new uniforms, I might add, January 2nd to get the new year kicked off on a great note. Now, market didn't do much today. It was in a very narrow range, as you could tell from the daily chart minus a little bit of an end-of-the-day ramp. And you can see that when we look at the five-minute chart. All of a sudden on the five-minute chart, they have to run up about a buck or more in the SPY, 10 points plus in the ES or S&P 500. That's called the the end-of-the-day ramp. It's kind of like the rabbit out of the hat by Mrs. Market in the last few minutes of the day. We don't see that every day, but we do see that quite often. They're pushing toward the all-time high. When we just peel back the tape a little bit, peel back the chart, you can see what's going on here. They've come all the way back to run a test of the former highs that were made in the beginning of 2022. The high is exactly 479.98. There are stones throw away. The operative question is, will they do it before the end of the year or will they wait till January to do it But under normal garden variety conditions, they didn't come up just to take a peek and fall back down. They came here to bust through the high. The NASDAQ already did it. The SMH already did it. The Dow Jones Industrial Ave already did it. Out of the big three, if you will, the S&P is the last man standing. I suppose in this day and age, you must say the last Person standing. I'm not politically correct. I don't give a shit. There's no signs of a topping process. The market's on a mission. She will find a number where there is a corrective rejection, I'll say. She will pull back a little bit. It's called a mini rug pull event, whether it happens over the next day or two or it happens into January there will be a corrective move in the market. It doesn't have to be a big one. Just a corrective move to reset the tape, make everybody think the rally is over, and as soon as they do, they resume the upside. That's the way this works. It's coming sooner or later. We don't have to guess as to where and when. We just wait for Mrs. Market to give us a clue where and when that is. What kind of a clue are we looking for We're looking for signs and signals of a trend change. It's something I teach in detail in my course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. You're looking for a combination of things. Do you see exhaustion? How do you know exhaustion? Well, it's in the course. Do you see a signal of a trend change in terms of a doji candle? Do you see a reversal candle? Is it an intraday reversal candle? Is it a gap-and-crap situation, finishing on the lows, on heavy volume? Is it one of those type of situations? It gives you something to trade against on the short side when those things do occur. Trade against means that wherever the market puts in that sign or signal of a trend change, that's the high that becomes your line in the sand. Start pushing above, closing daily above, all that stuff, and you begin to say, all right, look, That attempt at that trade was incorrect. We know where we're wrong. We have a benchmark. We have to cut and run because we like to do what? We like to keep our losses small and fast. When the facts change on the chart, we change with the facts. We don't end up trading on hopium. That doesn't just go for the S&P in this time frame, in this situation. It goes for all trades all the time. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. This is a place where we learn stuff each and every day, a la the live trading room. Even though there's no intraday trades to speak of this week, there may be one here, one there. We're doing a lot of discussion. We're learning. We're looking at a lot of charts. We're analyzing them. Why do we do that? Because all charts act and react the same way, and you're able to use the information into the future when you can recognize something you've seen before as a high probability of something happening as a result of the thing you've seen before because you've seen it before. How do you like them apples? Let's check out inside the numbers, not because there were bona fide trades all morning long, but because I like to put up the notes so that everybody can see what's going on each and every day inside the numbers and in the live room. It's where I can, quote unquote, memorialize the information. I'm an open book, no secrets, nothing to hide. Live room is closed on Friday. We'll be here one more day for Inside the Numbers on Thursday. Not so sure about a video tomorrow night. If The market doesn't do anything and it's basically within a stone's throw of where it was today. Narrow range. There's nothing we need to talk about. We'll just wait till the new year. We'll play that one by ear. It's an open question. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. They never got down to a would-be, could-be support zone today for a purchase, for a ride back up. They never got to the place where we were willing to take a trade on the short side for a reaction back down in the other direction. Therefore, they were in what we call a chop shop floating market situation, not conducive to high quality day trades. Write that down, put that on a sticky note. Days like this, around holiday periods, low participation, light volume, doesn't make for a trader's tape the large majority of the time. Before we move on, and since we didn't have a lot to talk about inside the numbers, let's use the time wisely and let's look at the longer term charts, maybe monthly and weekly charts, for example, of the 11 sectors in the S&P 500 Let's see where we are leading into 2024. We'll start on the monthly chart and we'll start with the energy, XLE, Energy Select Spider. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. They are not at new highs, so there is relative weakness. There is a divergence between the major indices, for example, the S&P 500 and this particular sector, the energy sector, you're not at new highs, so that is a divergence It's called a negative divergence. It's of note. It's a puzzle piece. Everything's a puzzle piece. We put them on the table and we see where things pan out later. The weekly chart, this is just a channel going back and forth, back and forth, upward rising channel. And this could do this for quite some time, back and forth, back and forth above this high end of the channel, above this trend line. And there's another leg higher toward the former highs below this particular trend line, the bottom end, and she can fall. And either way on either side will what we say is break the chain. What about the utilities? The utilities look relatively weak. Why is that? Very interest rate sensitive. Utilities live on borrowed money for plant and equipment. They're what we call very capital intensive businesses when interest rates were rising and even before and on the anticipation of interest rates rising and rising more, utilities were struggling and struggling more. Finally, they got a bounce when interest rates found a high. But this is firmly in a downtrend. What this is telling you from a utility perspective as a derivative of something that's sensitive to interest rates, this is telling you that the interest rate issue on the long term is not over this is in a downtrend and at some point the downtrend will resume where does that become not true here's the monthly chart well you get back above all the moving averages namely the 50 and the 20 period moving average and that concept will be off the table because she will be in that case above all the moving averages and the trend will be up and it will be your best pal The XLK is the technology select spider fund. It's similar to the Q's. So therefore, it looks similar to the Q's. The trend is your friend. Same as the Q's. All that stuff. New highs. Even on the monthly chart, getting a little bit overzealous far from home base. Home base is the 20 period moving average. At some point, they will have to come back, go sideways, let home base creep up to price. Have price creep down toward home base. Eating time off the clock generally does the trick. What about the XLB? This is the material sector. What's in the material sector? Well, stuff like Sherwin-Williams, Freeport Mac, Newmont, believe it or not, Nucor, Dow Chemical, DuPont, that kind of stuff, and many more. Not at new highs. Above all the moving averages, technically speaking, nothing wrong with this long-term monthly chart. We can look at this chart and we can see a benchmark. We can see a breakdown candle high, which is near the all-time highs, but we can see up here around $88 a share will be resistance. Close a month above that, it opens a door for these highs. It will be resistance once they get there. Now, they've already tried two times to work through there. So they tried and they were rejected. They tried again and they were rejected. What happens this time is the third time the charm. It may be, we'll see what happens in an uptrend. Don't forget, the trend is your friend. Weekly chart, same routine. You have this convergence of moving averages underneath current price, and they're pushing up in an uptrend. There's technically speaking nothing wrong with this particular index. They've eclipsed this peak. They've eclipsed this pivot over here, and they're working on this over here, which is that $88 level, just to get a little bit granular with this particular indice. Consumer staples, relative weakness. Why is this important? Well, this is the stuff that we have in our house. This is the stuff that we buy no matter what the situation is in the economy. We may not buy as much, but these are things we need. Procter Gamble, Costco, Pepsi, Walmart, Mondelez, Coca-Cola, Philip Morris. If you smoke, you smoke. Altria, if you smoke, you smoke. Colgate-Palmolive, you wash your dishes, you brush your teeth. Target, you buy stuff. Relative weakness. Why are these folks underperforming? Now, one theory would be from this recent low... Everything gets a bounce off the low, but then you have the underperforming managers, the hedge fund managers, pension fund managers, mutual fund managers. Where are they going to get beta to catch up to the market that they've missed or are missing? Well, they're not going to get it in consumer staples. They're going to rotate money to more high beta names, high beta sectors, technology, and others. They're chasing performance. Now, all that doesn't matter because you can't prove it one way or the other. What does matter is what these charts say. These charts say downtrending relative weakness. When you look at the long-term monthly chart, it's not that much higher from current price where they get above the last moving average in the line of defense and the whole thing just turns bullish. Everything's in an uptrend and that's the end of the story. So there's a discrepancy between the weekly and monthly chart, but it's easily resolved depending on what happens over the next few weeks. Here's an interesting one, XLY, Consumer Discretionary. Now you look at the weekly chart and you say trend is your friend and all that, but look at the divergence between when this thing made a high all the way back in 2021, November of 2021, and all it's doing is recovering some of this decline, about half of that move. Let's call it a 50% retracement, maybe approaching a 618 retracement, give or take. And what this is, if you want to interpret the results, is this is where the consumer had excess cash to spend. They were giving money away during the pandemic. So this thing peaked out right when that situation peaked out, the end of 2021. This is Amazon, Tesla, McDonald's, Home Depot, Nike, Lowe's, Starbucks, Burger King, TJ companies, TJX companies. Chipotle, there's just a smattering of stuff in here. Monthly chart, trend is your friend. That's fine. You're coming up against a monthly breakdown candle. The high happens to be 189.45. So there are stones throw away from running into bona fide overhead resistance. Question is, will this play catch-up? Will money continue to rotate? Will they play catch-up and make new highs with everything else? Or will this maintain a relative divergence to the S&P. What about the industrials? We have a new high. What are industrials? This is Union Pacific, General Electric, Boeing, Honeywell, Caterpillar. Yes, Lockheed Martin, and the list goes on. Nothing wrong here. New highs above all the moving averages. They're just getting too far above home base eventually, and we don't know the day nor the time, but they're going to have to revert back to quote-unquote, the mean. They're going to have to come back toward home base, work off some of the, and I hate this term, overbought condition. There's no measurement, but overbought condition means they're just extended from the position they normally will reach when they do get extended. What's the maximum that they ever really get away from home base? Well, they're getting close to that. How about the XLC It's the communication services sector. Now, this one doesn't make sense to me because you're mixing in stuff like ATT, Verizon. You're mixing it with Meta and Google and Netflix. Well, some of these are communication. Some of them aren't really communications, but social media, is that really communication? Well, I guess technically it can be depending on how you look at it, but you have divergent type companies. The stodgy telecom companies like AT&T and Verizon, they're debt ridden, they're underperformers and the stuff like Meta and Google, they're part of the Fab 7 and all that stuff. So it's hard to get a read on whether the divergence from new highs versus not new highs in this can be attributed to the type of stuff that's in there or is it something we need to pay attention to in terms of the communication sector. I can't really pay attention to this because of those things. Weekly chart, it's above all the moving averages. Trend is your friend. And we'll just leave it at that. They're challenging, well, they've already challenged this pivot high here. And the next real important place is pivot high, breakdown candle, and this breakdown box. So you have 75, 76, 77 in that neighborhood is really where they're headed. It's A, magnetic, and B, overhead resistance. About the XLV, the healthcare, what you would expect to be in here is in here. United Healthcare, Eli Lilly, Johnson John, Johnson, and the list goes on. Pfizer, those companies, Amgen, those companies, healthcare, weekly chart, trend is your friend. There's divergence, no new highs yet, but this is just a long-standing, bullish-slash-consolidation-flag-ish kind of situation going on. Listen... This is just a long-term grinding uptrend and it stays intact until it doesn't, period. Healthcare is ever-expanding. Healthcare is like the military-industrial complex. Call it the pharmaceutical-slash-healthcare-industrial complex. Believe you me, everything they do is for profit. They have their profit as their best interest in mind, not your healthcare I know it's a hard concept to wrap your head around. All these companies are in business to treat a sickness. They make money when you're sick. Minus the insurance companies might have you. However, your general practitioner is in business to keep you healthy. There's no index for those people. Just a side note slash soapbox situation from this end. The XLF, which we look at each and every night anyway. We know the story with this one. They're headed to this 3817, call it 3820, 2515 in that neighborhood. That's the next stop on the bull train, getting a little bit far from home base. We know what has to happen. It will happen. It's just a matter of what day do you wake up and find out, oh, look, the market's finally beginning to pull back. Real estate fund, interest rate sensitive, you have all kinds of companies in here, real estate related. You have Prologics, you have American Tower, Equinox, Crown Castle, Digital Realty, Public Storage, Simon Property. It's a smattering of real estate related companies. They're interest rate sensitive. They're economy sensitive. There is a downtrend going on here. They're trying to switch or flip the script on the downtrend, but this really tells the tale. So you have a high here in 2021 at the end of 2021 and a perpetual downtrend with a bounce in a downtrend at present. Now, they've recaptured the 20 and the 50 period moving average. This chart is not mature enough to have a 100 and a 200 period moving average on it, but you could see here, this is a bounce in a downtrend. This is telling you something for the long term. There's a severe divergence In the real estate space, nothing that materializes by next Thursday, but there's a material divergence in the real estate space. Take it for what it's worth. These are long-term clues. Utilities, real estate, what's it telling you? It's telling you any recovery we see now, any breather in a rising interest rate environment we see for a year, 18 months, 9 months, 6 months, whatever it's going to be, is just that likely a temporary situation with a resumption in a rising interest rate environment into the future. I would put that one on a sticky note. I would put it aside. Keep it safe. If there's a takeaway from the review of all the sectors, the 11 sectors that we just went over, that's the main takeaway that you're going to be watching from a long-term perspective into the future. There's a method to the madness we don't know what we're going to find when we look at charts. We let the charts tell us what we found. Now, what's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, 205.55, 60.50 was the next place. I kept telling the live room members that 205.50 to 60, give or take pennies on either side. So I split the difference in here. And today's high was 205.49. Funny how that works. This was the next magnetic place that A, they would get drawn up to, and B, will be overhead resistance. Now, look what happened just before when they got to the last number that I just took off the board. They get to the overhead resistance, and it takes them several days to eat time off the clock to push on through. In that time frame, they have a choice. Are they going to get rejected, or are they going to eat time off the clock and make another push? So that's what we're watching now for the IWM. What happens up at this place? Do they go back and forth for a while and do the same thing, eat some time off the clock, make another push, a resumption of the uptrend, or do they finally find a place where they're going to have a rug pull event and get rejected and have a corrective move, a retracement of sorts, which is a natural garden variety market-based event. What about the folks down at the transportation department, Buttigieg's crew? That'll be my final Buttigieg of the year. They're eating time off the clock underneath the next zone. The longer they do that, resistance zone that is, the longer they do that, the less attractive the resistance zone is for being bona fide resistance. For now, it's still a resistance zone. They're unlikely to just whistle past the graveyard, waltz on right on through that resistance zone. But if they start eating time off the clock into the new year for several more days, that takes the luster off the resistance zone. They're building energy to move higher. Where would that be? We'll talk about it if and when that happens. Q people, they're at new highs. They're grinding higher. There's no real bona fide resistance, just a smattering or a smidgen above the former high. 408.71 was that high. Closing price today, 411.50. That's just a chip shot away from the former high. No bona fide resistance. Mrs. Market will tell you where she's going to have a pullback from. If she continues higher, significantly higher, she will come back to retest the former breakout area that will be, or it is, 408.71. As it stands now, that already is support. That already is a former breakout area. Therefore, on any kind of retracement, even a bad day, you're likely to find a bull bear battle at that price. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. Smash mouth, very narrow day along with the rest of the markets. Anything bona fide or newly formed to discuss on this chart and the Short answer is not really. It's a narrow day. They're grinding up. They're extended from home base. They will have a correction. Same story, different chart, no change. And with that, there's a fair chance this is the last video of 2023. We're going to look forward to a happy new year and a very good 2024. We're going to get off to a great start in new uniforms, ready to go. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast